tell me a joke. Okay, knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. No. Move! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Leading Lady Club. We are your hosts. I'm Caitlin. I'm Lauren. And welcome to the show. How's it going, Lauren? Oh, it's going. It's summertime, finally. It's about a billion degrees here today, so we're really Mm -hmm. in the thick of summer. I'm going on vacation next week, so I'm very excited. I'm excited for you (laughs) and jealous. Yes. Um, But that is very exciting, and yeah, that'll be great. So, speaking of summer, it's, we're getting now, it's like fully about to be July, which is crazy because mm-hmm. I feel like June just started, but you know what happens in July this summer? The Olympics! Oh, so I was excited. genuinely not sure where that tangent was going to go, but I'm glad this is where we ended up. I thought it was a pretty good segue this time. I thought it was a good one. I it was almost it was like we one. planned it. Almost. Weird. <laughs> We never do, but... We never do, but it's almost like we did. But yes, the Olympics are... The 2020 Olympics are coming in summer 2021. Yes. Very exciting. So excited. Gonna... We've been watching... I at our In our apartment, we've been watching Trials all week. I'm stoked. I can't wait. And it's going to be so good. There are a lot of, like, pretty amazing female athletes in the Olympics Heck this time yeah. around. I mean, always, but, like, I'm really excited to see Katie Ledecky race. I mean, I honestly, she's so amazing. maybe the best female swimmer of all time up there mm-hmm. with one of the best swimmers of all time, period. Um, I feel like she's kind of maybe like this generation's next Michael Phelps, which is kind of cool. Heck um, yeah. Obviously, Simone Biles is like arguably one of the best athletes of all time in the world ever. Ever. Every other so... day. It's like Simone Biles has broken another record. Simone yeah. Biles has done an amazing, amazing thing, flipping her body quickly through the air that you she... will never be able to do. Yeah. She breaks her own records. Like she that's how good records. she is. Yeah. It's crazy. She's like, um... I can do me, but better. Uh, last week, they announced the 18 players for the U.S. women's uh, national team for soccer. So that's very exciting. They yes. did it. They had Ted Lasso uh, and Coach Beard announce it, which was very funny. Was I thought so they good. did a great They made a Kelly O'Hara, Kelly O'Hara joke because there is yes, a, they did. a player on the team named Kelly O'Hara and also, you know, Broadway legend Kelly O'Hara. Yes. And they made a joke about that and it was very, I've made my always heart very loved happy. that. Like watching the women's team, I've always loved that her name is Kelly O'Hara. So to hear that joke, I was like, wow, someone gets it. Nobody <laughs> <Everybody> understands <laughs> our intersection of interests. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was a tangent. <laughs> women, Olympics. Women in the Olympics. Female athletes. <laughs> we love them. We love them. Naomi Osaka is going to the Olympics after all of the tennis uh drama, drama that happened around her unfortunately yeah. apparently serena williams is not going to the olympics she didn't say why but drama. she said she is not going to the olympics which interesting i'll be interested I mean, to see how that i works do out. remember her and i think roger federer like when they were first a couple months ago kind of deciding like are the olympics happening are they not like what's happening with covid yeah. i think i remember her kind of saying back then that she 
was like probably planning to not compete because I think because of COVID, but I wonder now that it's closer and like things are a little, a little more under control, um, over there. I wonder if that's still her reasoning or if it has to do with something else, but it's very interesting. It is very interesting. Who I'm knows? very excited for volleyball. I love to watch volleyball. I love volleyball. I really like swimming, volleyball, gymnastics. Those are like some of my all-time favorite Olympic sports. Um, yeah, I really enjoy watching are... soccer, especially the women's U.S. team Soccer's play. Great. I like diving. Diving is like mm, yeah, diving very is cool. Also terrifying because if I ever had to jump anything off off of anything that high, I would just lose my mind. So I wouldn't even be able to stand on the <laughs> diving board up that high. Like I wouldn't I... make it up there. There, I ended up on some part of TikTok where they were showing me like videos of, I don't know if they were training or like what they were doing, but they, they were up like on those high dives and they showed like how to get up to the top one. And I'm like, please, no, absolutely not. You're in like the ceiling. I would rather not do that. Good gravy. Yeah, it's a lot. So anyway, everybody check out the Olympics. Also, um, low-key, high-key plug. There's apparently also going to be, I don't know if it's a full, like, show or if it's, like, a short or if it's, like, a on commercial breaks or what exactly is happening with it. But the Jonas Brothers are doing an Olympic <laughs> special called, like, Olympic Dreams with the Jonas Brothers or something like that. And it's coming in July. I thought you said it was a plug and I thought you were plugging something you were doing for the Olympics that I yes. didn't know about. But now I you're plugging something for the Jonas Brothers. Surprise. I've kept this secret in even from Lauren. I will actually. I would have low key be been a little upset if you had kept this from Competing me. in the 2020 slash 2021 Olympic Games in the sport of talking i think you could do speed walking oh i do have very long legs yeah so i, think I you would could do probably walking. actually take a lot of people down at that oh i just remember there's one other athlete to watch out for her name is shakuri richardson she's competing in the 100 meter um which is very exciting and she has this beautiful orange hair and is just like a complete and total boss and i watched like two videos of her running and just owning everybody and it made me very excited so we'll be watching out for her too in the track and field events we love we love somebody watch the olympics watch the jonas brothers olympic dreams situation <laughs> and watch out for me in a surprise olympic event and be happy in knowing that we don't have to wait a year in between summer and winter olympics this time we get True. summer olympics this year and the winter olympics in february so everything is what a time to be alive. We Everything deserve this. Great. Honestly, time. we do. We deserve back-to-back -back Olympics. And a World Cup next year. I'm Everybody's winning. Amen. Mostly me. Um, so the other kind of big thing that happened in the news this week that I'm sure a lot of people heard about, and some of you may have even listened to the audio of it like I did the other day, um, but Britney Spears finally got to kind of like... Yeah. I don't know if I should call it take the stand or like she testified or whatever the legal a, term would be that yeah. she did. But basically she finally, her voice would finally heard. She finally got to speak out against her conservatorship um, that her father has over her and her like estate. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy. I mean, obviously I feel like people have been talking about this for a long time. The documentary happened. That was wild. But it just felt so strange to finally hear from her in a way because the only things we've actually heard from her like on social media and whatnot have been oh you guys like you're so sweet to like worry about me but I'm fine I'm great like everything's cool and so it was so 
like weird to finally hear the truth and finally hear her say like what everyone has been speculating for so long um and like hear it from her voice was just so like jarring and Mm -hmm. sad but i'm glad she was finally able to to have her voice heard you know yeah it's just like it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking because like she doesn't have any control over anything and we, I think people kind of had a general idea about that, like, when it comes to a conservatorship. But, like, she wants to have another kid, and they literally will not let her take her IUD out so that yeah. she can have another child. And, like, she wants to travel with her boyfriend and be with him more often than she is, and she is not allowed to do that. She has no agency when it comes to making her own decisions. and. Yeah. It's all, I mean, the whole reason that they did this conservatorship was that they said that, you know, she was, like, you know, mentally unwell and needed to go to all this therapy. And it's, like, she's fine. Like, she is doing the therapy that is essentially being forced on her. She isn't, you know, completely out of it. She is able to make her own decisions, but she's not allowed to. Like, all of that is completely taken away from her. And it's just... It's, like, scary, and it's it's just heart-wrenching to watch and to hear her side of it, too, to be like, this is an abusive situation that I am in. For her to, like, know that and acknowledge it and talk about it and still not really be able to do anything about it, it's just, like, it's awful. It's awful. And for them to still, like, argue that this is necessary for her, it's like, what, I don't know, it's like, yeah. what grounds do they even have about that now? That she was able to talk about the effect that it's having on her for the worse instead of for the better like this is supposed to be yeah absolutely it's it's really it's a hard situation and i just hope that the judge will rule in her favor and um and end the conservatorship and hopefully she can kind of have her life back um yeah it's really sad but i am glad she finally got to speak out because i think that was really necessary for everyone to know the truth um so good luck to Britney Spears, we wish her the best. We definitely hope for justice to be served in that situation. And, you know, obviously we're all about women here and their rights and and freedoms. And so it's just hard to, especially, obviously with anyone, it's hard to hear of anyone being kind of trapped in silence that way, but especially a woman and her voice has just been completely taken away. So hope that uh, that situation gets resolved and has a, a happy ending. Yeah. Um, all right, on to a bit of a, a happier, happier note. We have a very exciting guest today. I am like, I have nerded out about this He's one. He's been fangirling. I literally, I when I listened back to the episode to edit it, I was so nervous because I was like, oh my gosh, I think I might have really like probably scared her because I just so much was like I am your biggest fan your company's so great that I just love you I'm so glad you're here and I was just so worried that it was it was just way too much um which you're cooler you know, than that it, no I'm so not at all um, it was it was very I mean I don't know it's not my company but I thought it was very flattering and I'm sure she loved hearing about how much you loved her 
hopefully. But anyway, that was a lot of uh, intro without telling you who we're actually talking about. We are very excited to have with us today, Natisha Asbell. Uh, She is the co-founder of the company Authentic Books, which if you follow me on Instagram, You've probably heard a thing or two about Authentic Books because, like I said, I'm a big fan. Uh, Long story short, I decided to give myself a Christmas present this year. Um, It is a like a book subscription uh, series or subscription box company that you can subscribe to. And every month you get to pick between two new kind of bestseller books. And uh, along with that, basically the whole idea of the company is the five senses. So you get the book. You also get a candle that the scent sort of goes along with the theme of the book. So that's the smell. You get a link to a Spotify playlist. That's the sound that you can listen to while you read your book. Um, And then you get things, uh, the touch is like sometimes you get a face mask or like a bath bomb or some sort of like self-care item. Um, And then you can get like for taste sometimes you'll get like chocolates or tea or coffee or something like that um, and then they also say their kind of fifth element is that they give a portion of their proceeds to charity and that's like the heart as they say is there or oh. did I say fifth element I meant sixth the sixth um sense. sense oh my gosh wow lol <laughs> like the movie um I was like the fifth element Minus the, the sixth sense you know what I'm talking about everyone. no ghosts bear here, with no. me um anyway it's just a really amazing company that she started in the middle of the pandemic along with her husband and i'm just really excited to hear how they did it why in the world they chose to start it then um and just hear a little bit about the origins of this company and we just think it's really amazing that it's a a female-led female-owned company and such a unique kind of idea the and we lauren and i both love books and reading so we're like big big book book nerds so we're just so excited to nerd out with another book nerd basically um so anyway she's going to tell you a lot more about herself and her company in just a minute but uh i think you've probably heard enough fangirling from authentic books number one fan over here and we should just bring her in what do you think lauren yes let's do it all right everyone without further ado here is natisha asbel welcome natisha we're so excited to have you here thank you so much for joining us today thank you i'm so excited yeah we're so excited to have you here i uh i kind of previewed this a little bit in uh in the intro of our podcast episode but i am a big fan of authentic books and uh everything you uh you guys have created so i'm really excited to have you here and uh really excited that you that you said yes when i reached out that you agreed to join us today you were one of my kind of dream podcast (laughs) guests when we started this so i'm really excited to have you here for sure. So we will jump right in if you're ready. Uh, so we were doing a little perusing on your website earlier and we read your your little section, Our you Story. Yes, of course. We always do our research. Um, and we saw that you and your husband, who you co-founded Authentic Books with, met in a bookstore of all places, which I so am like, cute. it's just so sweet. Do you mind? Could we hear the story of how you two met? Because now I'm just dying to know that it's like this cute little bookstore romance turned into a book company. I love it. You know, it's something that we talk about all the time. We currently live in Orlando, but we're not from here at all. Um, He's from Northern um, Florida. I'm from South Florida. Um, So he was down there for college. So we always talk about, you know, what are the odds that, you know, we would like met each other? Cause like, you know, we're, we met down in Miami. So it's like, 
you know, it's a really big city. Like, what are the odds? So we like talk about it all the time. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. Um, I don't know if you guys have experienced this before, but you know, I I, I sorry, I was dating someone at the time, but um, we always oh. talked about how the first time we saw each other, like, you know, is kind of like one of those like locked eyes type moments where you're like, not even so much like I'm in love with this person, but like, that's my best friend. Like, right. you just like instantly knew, like, you I just know. Yeah. And so we obviously, since I was dating someone, um, we, you know, we didn't connect at that moment. But um, yeah, over time, we like, you know, became friends and yada, yada. And he truly is my best friend. Like we are, we just completely goof off with each other. Um, we're just completely honest with one another. Um, there's no hurt feelings. If You know what I mean? Like I know yeah. that he will give me the straight, honest feedback, which I think has truly helped with authentic books. Cause if I have like a crazy middle of the night idea, he's like, Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, oh no, that's fantastic. Like, maybe like, we should sleep on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I know 100% he has my back. He fully supports me and like will not steer me the wrong way. He, like I said, he's truly my best friend. Oh my goodness. That's so sweet. I, it's literally sounds it's like, like it's right out of a, like a romantic comedy book. <laughs> It's a it's yeah, a meet cute. Exactly. Isn't that what they call it? A meet cute? It is oh, definitely a meet cute. <laughs> okay. Meet cute. I don't know if this term actually came from books or from movies. I don't know who came up with it. It's probably a Gen Z thing, is why I probably don't understand it. But I believe it means when you like the the romantic leads in a story meet each other in a very like cute way and then like, you know they're like very happenstance, very like the, bir very. the birds are singing, the bells are ringing, and everybody's like, oh. Right. Yeah, very Hallmark movie. That's that's what it reminds me of. But yes. I love that. Also, before very. we move on, you said your husband's from North Florida. I'm from North Florida. Where is he from? He's from Gainesville. Oh, okay. So I'm from Panama City up okay. uh, in the Panhandle. Yes. Yes. That's so funny. Very north. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we, we settled in Orlando. Um, okay. His family's there. My family's in Miami. So we figured, let's just settle in the middle. Yeah. I love that. I love that. A bunch of Floridians, people, yeah. you know, kindred spirits. I love it. <laughs> so you met in a bookstore, which is lovely. Um, so obviously you are a book lover. You wouldn't start a business about books if you weren't. Um, so what is it about books and stories in general that you think is so important to share and to kind of be familiar with and to get swept up in maybe? Uh, what's like the most important thing for you in terms of books? So for me, um, I've loved reading books literally my whole life. Um, I'm an only child. So, um, mm -hmm. which I always tell people, people feel sad when they say I'm the only child, but honestly, I was fine with it. Literally my whole life, I was like one of the little nerdy kids with like the very large book, like walking around with it. Um, and I know sometimes people describe reading as like escaping to another world. So mm -hmm. like, I totally believe in like living in our world and like fully experiencing it, experiencing it. But I feel like with books, um, it helps almost like broaden your bound, not boundaries, your horizons in a little bit. Like, you know, yeah. like, you know, with our society, you know, you're supposed to like have your nine to five and you're supposed to do this. And like, there's like this like timeline and all this stuff. So I feel mm -hmm. like when you read it, like really like, shows you these different possibilities of how you could possibly 
like live your life. I mean, I know there's like fannies and stuff. We're not going to like start flying and all that. (laughs) But um, yeah, that's something me and Wes have always agreed on is, you know, living life, like how we feel comfortable, how we want to do it and kind of setting our own rules. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I know definitely I've, we had some naysayers before we started off into books due to us having three small kids at home during COVID, not going to yeah. school, like literally not, you know, us just being in a little tiny house yeah. together. Like that doesn't seem like the most ideal time to do <laughs> any of this. And me and Wes were like, Hey, we're going to do what we want to do. This feels right to us. And I mean, it, it seems to have worked out. So yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It's very much like you read, you can pick up any book and you get just like a different perspective on someone else's life or someone else's story that you might not be able to get no matter where you go or wherever you live. Like there's always a different perspective that you can pick up on. I totally agree with that. Yeah. That's so funny, actually, that you mentioned that because it's like you read my mind. That leads me right to my next question is I was looking back on your website to see exactly when you guys started this company. And I could not believe that it said September 2020. I thought for sure I was finding you guys years after you had been around. I I was like, they started this amazing company in the middle of a pandemic. How did they manage this? How did this happen? Yeah, right in the middle. So I mean, you kind of just told us a little bit about it, but tell us a little bit more about, you know, maybe this was something you guys always wanted to do. What made you decide to kind of take that leap now or in 2020 when things were so crazy? So funny enough. So the reason I am co-founder is because technically Wes started, wanted to start a version of authentic books and he had been working on it for about three years. Wow. So, um, think because of that, a lot of the groundwork was already done. The logo, um, somewhat of the branding. Mm-hmm. Um, so his version of Authentic Books was a little different. It was more of an indie bookstore, but online. So he wasn't totally trying to fight against Amazon, but um, like the books would be shipped from your local bookstores. So like, oh. you know, you have that ease of online shopping, but it's yeah. coming mm-hmm. from an independent oh, bookstore. Okay. And then like, percentage of the proceeds were donated depending on it was a cookbook then to hunger and it just kind of never really took off only because again it's it's Amazon you can't fight against Amazon um so maybe two months before September I was like it was one of those aha moments I'm like what if we turn this into a box and um, I'm literally all about experiences, um, you know, especially with us having kids, yeah. um, you know, just getting out of this house and like living life and going to do things. And um, I was like, it'd be kind of cool. If we kind of did like the five senses kind of thing. And then I told him this, how mm-hmm. my grandmother loves wearing vanilla lotion. If someone walks past me with vanilla lotion, I instantly think of her and I'm happy mm-hmm. and I just have all these feels and um, the same thing I was reading, I was reading this book and I was listening to a Coldplay soundtrack, like literally on a loop, this whole, that whole book. So anytime that a Coldplay song comes on from that album, I like think about that book. Yeah. So I was like, let's just, you know, just go, just run with this. Um, yeah. And so he loved it. It totally, it wasn't totally his idea, um, his original idea, but he totally was supportive. So we did sh- have to shift gears a little bit. Um, but yeah, it, it was insane because, um, I was working a full-time job. He was working a full-time job. You know, the kids were home. 
Um, we were trying to figure out this remote school type thing. But um, I think one thing that pandemic showed us is that like you literally, you can't, you can't plan for the future. We literally don't know what tomorrow is going to bring us. So it's like, if you have a freaking idea, like now is the time. There is no perfect time. Just do it and just see what happens. And that's that's just what we did. (laughs) I like worse that'll happen is that it doesn't work and then you just try something else like why not yeah i mean hey that's the podcast not that this is necessarily a business it's more of a a passion project but that's exactly where this came out of in the middle of the pandemic just sitting at home thinking you know why don't i just try this why don't i just go for it and coming up with an idea and just deciding to make it happen and not waiting for the world to kind of get back to normal to to go for it. So I love that. I think that's really cool that you guys did totally that. Totally get it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I love that it like evolved from an idea that like your husband already had, like you said, not trying to compete with Amazon, but to do something different, to create like an experience with the book instead of just like the book itself. Yeah. I think that that's very cool. I was going to also mention real quick, um, someone else had asked me this, this question. Um, I had never had a subscription box before I went to book. Um, so when I had this idea of a box, it was literally like this like clean slate of what my idea of subscription box was. Right. And so we kind of started it and I definitely think that, um, our box might be a little over the top compared to some other boxes, but that's literally only because I didn't know where the bar was or what the standard was or what people (laughs) were expecting in a box. I just was like, Hey, if I had a box delivered to me, I'd want it to look like this. I agree. I get so excited when I come home and I see the purple box with the design on it waiting for me and my, I grab it and go, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get upstairs and open this. So I think that makes it really special to kind of have that unique design on the outside of the box too. It's really cool. I think it makes it a very unique experience because you, you didn't have that like preconceived notion of like what they're supposed to look like. This is just what you wanted to do. And people like that. People like to have that differentiation between everything else. So I think that's an awesome way to approach it. Um, so we are the leading lady club. So we are a big fan of female owned businesses, which you are the co-owner, but it is still a female owned business. Um, and we love businesses, businesses run by women of color as well. Um, so what has it been like to start your own business as a woman, as someone who, you know, it's your first business starting from scratch. Um, what has it been like for you so far? Uh, and, what's been some difficulties that have come with it and how have you been able to kind of overcome them? And if there are any difficulties, even just as a woman of color, like how has it been to navigate through those? Let's see, where do I start? Um, I guess as a woman starting a business, I did have a little bit of imposter syndrome at first. Mm -hmm. Um, Authentic books has definitely grown a lot faster than I was expecting. Um, and you know, I didn't go to business school. I do have a marketing background, but, um, I don't have a business one and I'm also new to subscription boxes. So I literally did not know any of the lingo. Like I literally Mm -hmm. just have ideas. I get up in the morning, I do them. Um, like even social media, like literally no strategy. Like I just take pictures. I just post them. And, you know, I have three kids at home. I, I wish I had all the time in the world to do all the fun stuff, but I just literally, I don't. Um, mm-hmm. So meeting other people who had successful businesses, trying to like network. I don't know. There was definitely some imposter syndrome where like, I did feel like some males felt like 
authentic book mostly became successful because of luck, not so much because I was doing something right. Mm. Um, so it definitely had me in a little bit of a funk for a while. So thankfully, you know, like I said, I have Wes and Wes was like, no, you literally, you're taking a different approach to how people traditionally will run a business. I mean, you're, you're a customer, so you know, but um, I think one thing that was very important to me was that I know the boxes are priced a little bit higher than other boxes. Cause again, I had not fully done my research, um, but I'm not like making like a hundred bucks off each box. It's just we're we're sourcing from small businesses. I'm not going to have someone make 50 bucks because they want to be put in the box because I'm trying to cut costs. Like, I feel like, you know, we, I make it all fair. Right. But um, I, because of the pricing, I feel it's very important that my customers are getting exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. So I feel mm-hmm. like in a more traditional business setting, it's how do we com- not trick people, but how do we convince people to like buy this product where I'm like, hey, did y'all like the box last month? Did you not like X product? And then like people how message me. Yeah. yeah, like my first box, the chocolates were like this big. Someone mm-hmm. literally messaged me and they're like, hey, I like the box. I wish the chocolates were full size. Next month, they're full size. Like literally, I asked, I asked, I asked you guys, what do you want to be in this box? You guys are trusting me that you're going to give me your money and I'm going to send you something quality. And that's definitely my goal. I push myself every single month. And I think explaining that to someone who from a more traditional business background, it might sound like maybe I'm a crazy person. (laughs) Like, no, this is your product. You're supposed to be cutting costs. If you need to order something from overseas to cut your costs, then that's what you send them. And I'm like, you know, that's not how we do things. So um, I basically kind of had to like turn off, um, you know, those voices, what I might hear. Um, Yeah. But um, it's, it's been somewhat lonely. Um, I, you know, I definitely have my subscribers and I, I truly love you guys. They are the most supportive, sweetest. You guys are just amazing. Like I literally, I, I, I rave about my customers all the time. I hear the horror stories of how customers Mm -hmm. are literally attacking people over the smallest inconvenience. Yeah. And, um, I literally can count that maybe once or twice since September, like everyone is amazing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's been lonely from the perspective of meeting other business owners, because mm. I am a little mm. like nervous to kind of like put myself out there. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah. Well, th- I think that's, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that, that you know, sounds like that would be kind of how it is starting out. And I can only imagine, especially starting out in a pandemic when we're all already very isolated in our own lives, how hard that could be to kind of like try to network and make those connections. Just, I mean, that almost sounds impossible during Zoom life and everything's virtual and everyone's just trying to connect with people right now. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I certainly think, again, from the, the customer standpoint that you've done an amazing job. And I just, again, I tell everyone I know, I'm like, you guys, this is the coolest box ever. I always love to do a little Instagram story when it comes because I get so like giddy and excited about all my little, my little goodies. And it's always so beautifully presented and packaged and everything. So I think you definitely go above and beyond, which I, I think is very important. And, and, you know, I think that goes a long way with customers. So. 
thank you. Yeah. And it sounds like you're building a community more than just like a customer base, which I think is, you know, a lot of companies are just focused on growing a customer base, you know, getting more people to buy their stuff or whatever. And obviously you're doing that because you want your business to stay afloat, but also building a community with your customers and you are, you are taking their feedback and you are, are giving them what they're asking for, which doesn't compute to maybe some other business owners, but it makes them happen. Then it makes, you know, it creates a little group of people who are all kind of bonding over the same thing and, and having that little community of people, which I think is super important, especially in this, you know, post pandemic world where we're still all kind of split up and it's, it's really important to have those people that you can lean on like that. So I think it's yeah. awesome. Creating a community definitely speaks to into books because as you guys mm. know, like book readers in, in itself is a community. Like we are just, yes. it's just, you know, you get it. You just get it. Everyone yeah. loves talking about books. <laughs> true right you just love talking about books all the time um so to have a book box that also is about giving back and Mm self-care like I think it's even more important to create that positive supportive community and um I don't know I just like I said I do come from a marketing and sales background um so I do Mm -hmm. see the perspective of what is traditionally done. So I get it. Um, but I don't know. I just want to do what feels right to me as well. And um, yeah, and that's getting everyone's feedback constantly. Absolutely. I love that. I think that's amazing. Uh, and I think that's how more companies should run their businesses. I think that's that's really awesome. Um, but you talked a little bit about just a minute ago about how the other products that you include in your boxes other than, of course, the, the books each month are from other small businesses. And I know it, from what I have gathered, it seems like you really kind of do your research and, and figure out, like you said, you get feedback, you figure out what customers want to see in their boxes, and then you see out those small business owners who you can partner with um, and include their products in the box, which I think is amazing. And I also know, like you said, that probably, I'm sure it doesn't cut any costs. And it probably also is a big increase in workload to try to kind of seek those people out and, and, you know, kind of coordinate all of that. Whereas most people will probably just say, okay, I'm going to buy this on Amazon or whatever, you know, buy in bulk of this product and throw it in the box. Um, so why was it important to you when you started uh, this company and you started the, the kind of subscription box side of this company to include other small businesses and include their products in your boxes? You know, I really wish, and I've been trying for like the past couple of months to figure out a way to convey this to you guys. It's authentic books is so many different parts. It's difficult to like show everyone the full picture. Um, But these small business owners are, um, they're so incredibly hardworking and like, they are like freaking packed with passion. Like it's insane. Um, And I think it would inspire everyone more to know, like, there's people out there that are like, I'm going to take what I love and I don't know if it's going to make it or not, but I'm literally going to put all my heart into it and I'm going to, I'm going to make stuff like to be someone who like makes things with their hands. Like, I mean, you are giving your time to people. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And they, they're just amazing people. And, and again, like I said, I am not going to like nickel and dime them. Like, no, you guys, you've worked hard on 
your branding on sourcing your, where you're going to buy your products from the containers. You had to freaking figure out how to make it. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Like just the thought of me, like shipping something glass, like makes my brain want to explode. So to see that these people have like figured out how to ship me hundreds of glass products, I'm like, kudos to you. Absolutely. Like, I'll give you whatever money you want because I like, can't do that. figured it out. Like kudos to you. This is magic. And I swear every time I open, I get mail from them. I just, I'm blown away. Everything smells amazing. Everything feels amazing. Everything is quality. Nothing is cheap. Every, all of these items you easily could see in a boutique. And, you know, boutique mm-hmm. things aren't cheap. So it's kind of yeah. cool to, like, get a box of, like, boutique items, like, that match your book. I mean, we are totally, like, I mean, we're talking, like, fully geeking out, being excited about a lotion that matches your book. Like, I will. <laughs> <laughs> but it's exciting. Yeah. Um, I think a big part of self-care is not so much totally focusing on yourself, but also focusing on others. And I think that, I mean... I can't, I guess I can't speak for everyone, but I know it makes me feel so good to know that when you guys, you know, I get the money from you guys to know like a big chunk of this is going to go to that mom who quit her job to take care of her kids and try to make candles that, you know, this money is going to go to this person that makes bath bombs, this person who makes artisan chocolates, like they're literally making all of this by hand. So it like, it, it's, it's an amazing feeling to know that you know, you guys are giving me the resources to like literally just spread it back out into the community. And I mean, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. I mean, you're literally, you're like paying it forward. You're, you're one small business owner paying it forward to lots and lots of others. So I think that is really amazing. And I agree again, speaking as, as a customer, I always get really excited to know that this isn't just some mass produced product made by a big company in a factory, that this is something lovingly made by another small business owner. I I get very excited by that. And the products have always been amazing. My very first box was the shipped book. And so I got my little tropical smelling candle and my face mask. It was so (laughs) amazing. And what else? Oh my gosh, the you guys do a Spotify playlist that goes along with the book. I've never really done that before where I listen to music while I read a book. And it really does like, I was like, I'm in the Galapagos Islands. This is amazing. Uh, got my candle and I'm just like experiencing the whole thing. So it really is. I think that's just amazing that you that you kind of pay it forward to other businesses. It's really, really special. Thank you. So you pay it forward to small business, obviously, but you also pay it forward to charity because a portion of the proceeds from each box goes to a different charity and it changes every three months, I believe. So right? we um, quarterly changing it. And mm-hmm. so- Recently, this last quarter, um, we have partnered with Adopt a Classroom. Um, so yes. I'm going to try and see how this works. But with Adopt a Classroom, we can um, basically be paired with one classroom or multiple classrooms. So that's another thing. Like I said, authentic books is just a lot of information to give people. I'm trying to find a way to like really make that connection between, hey, you like help me do this. Like we did this together. So yeah. I'm thinking mm-hmm. if we part, stay with Adopt a Classroom, then at the end of the quarter, I can kind of send out an email like, hey, we were partnered with these classes or these schools. 
Yeah. I haven't figured out yet what how much information I'm allowed to like give out. So I will see how detailed I can get and kind of like they were able to get computers or they were your, your their teacher was able to, you know, get supplies. So mm-hmm. um, I will see how that works. Definitely. I get feedback from everyone. I know everyone loved the Malala fund, but um, yeah. there's nothing wrong with the Malala fund, but I wanted to see if I could kind of get it down to more into the community where we could kind of not put a face to it, but kind of like where exactly yeah. did that dollar go to? Right. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. So that's kind of like my attract it a little more. to kind of make it a more of a reality. Like you did this, like you should be excited. Like this is like, this is like quantifiably what your money went to. I think that that's cool. Um, was the charity component always a part of uh, authentic books yeah. or like, where did that, like, what was the inspiration for that? So remember authentic books was technically Wes's baby. Yes. Um, so I was trying mm-hmm. to not totally disassemble authentic books. So I basically mm-hmm. took that element he was going to have, you know, 5% of the profits go to charity. So I'm like, let's carry that over. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all about the five senses. Mm-hmm. So the six cents would be heart. Um, <laughs> so 5% will be donated. To um, again, there's so much to like, try to like, you know, give to subscribers. Like I, I wish they could, I, I need to figure out a clearer way to be like, this is where your money's going. Like, it's yeah. like this whole, like, yeah. you know, circle of, of things. Absolutely. And like, yeah. I know it excites me. And like, I want all you guys to be excited too. <laughs> they need to listen yeah. to this episode. Then you really like, you've done a great yeah. job of breaking it all down. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, and the fact that, I mean, the company it's September to now is what, nine months ish time I don't know but the fact that you have so much of it figured out in that amount of time and obviously like there's still things to figure out but you're doing a lot of amazing stuff already and it's just that's how companies go is they grow when they learn from where they're coming from and so I think you're doing I think it's on a good course for for success continued success (laughs) thank you thank you no it's definitely gone a lot faster than I thought. Um, like I said, we, I also had a full-time job. So it did come to a point where I did have to leave my full-time job. So that was really scary, but, um, I literally felt like I I had one leg, one foot on like two different trains, Mm -hmm. literally going like the opposite direction. Like I thought I was going to pull my head out. I'm like, you also have that added pressure. Like I really don't want to let, you know, my members down like that. Mm -hmm. I just I would hate for them to think like, mm-hmm. oh, the quality has gone down or like, oh, this mm-hmm. is not this is not good. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I put my job in. I literally put my all into it. And it was actually in December around Christmas. Wow. So <laughs> you joined in like the literal literally the middle of the craziness. <laughs> I love that. I got on, <laughs> got on the train right at the right time. Then that's good. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I think the real question I'm dying to know, I mean, I was dying to know all of this, but what I really need to know from you is how, how, how in the world do you manage all of this? You have children to take care of. You have a company you're trying to run. You have a husband you're wanting to spend time with. How in the world do you make it all work? How do you find enough hours in the day? How do you balance it all? I mean, what's your secret? Do you have one? I hope. Uh, you know what? At the beginning, 
Um, it was rough. It was literally waking up at four thirty, five o'clock to like read. Because like I had to read these books. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, most people don't have time to like really read books. And so like I literally had to That's read really- more than one book, take extensive notes, source the the vendors, collaborate with them. Like, you know, there's there's a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the beginning it was definitely waking up very early in the morning to just read. Um and, you know, literally staying up very late to just, just figure it all out. Um, so thankfully, um, I have um, an operations coordinator now. Her name is Ray. She's really amazing. Um, she started in March. Um, so she has definitely helped me. I'm now waking up at six. <laughs> amazing. Woo. I love that that's an improvement. Two hours. I was yeah. gonna say because to me I'm like oh gosh six o'clock is still very early but I'm glad it's in the <laughs> right track. I am now at six o'clock. Um, but no. Um, me and Wes have been working from home literally since we had kids. Um, our oldest is eight, so like almost for the past decade we've been working from home. Mm. So um, we do shifts. So um, every day we write down like you know every hour of the day. We if anyone has like a very important phone call or. Mm. basically this interview now like that goes on there and then we just kind of rotate whatever is full and so if it's your work shift you go to the office you focus on work if it's not your work shift then you focus on the kids and like house stuff and then also yourself that's kind of what what we do um we've always for years have just kind of like rotated back and forth and it's kind of you know work for us um and of course Wes helps me with authentic books so um, he, he made the website, he designs the boxes. Um, so that definitely helps too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I really love that. The rotating and, and you guys were super prepared for the pandemic because yeah, I, I feel like everyone else was trying to figure out how to work from yeah. home and be on zoom. And you guys were like, we've been doing this. We're prepared. We're we like, know exactly it. what to do. <laughs> well, our last question for our very serious part is um, just what advice do you have for anyone else who is looking to start a business, but, you know, kind of afraid to take that last step to really just give their all to it? What's the best that you can give? Or maybe what's the best advice that you have gotten in terms of starting your own business? Um, I think I kind of like what I mentioned at the beginning, there literally is no right time um, to kind of just, just kind of have to do it. Um mm-hmm. I like to try to pay it forward. Um, if someone does message me like in my DMs because they want to start a box or or something, I literally will give them all of the advice I have. Like I am literally mm-hmm. sending them paragraphs. I'm probably giving them more information than they were expecting. But like I said, it's it's kind of lonely. And if I had another person that either had gone through it already or is going through it with me at the same time, that would have been amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say if there's someone you look up to, um, I don't know, write them an email. You never know. They might also be like me and be like, I wish that someone would have given me literally all this information. So if anyone's listening and you guys have questions, please, you are, you can feel free to message me and I will give you, (laughs) I can, I can hopefully save you some tears. I've got my spark notes. I'll send them. (laughs) I but yeah, love that. Go forward and look for your support and look for your community. Um, I know some people like to like sell courses and all that stuff. So if that's your thing, you can definitely do that. But 
I mean, there's no harm in it. Just asking, just asking someone a question like, Hey, how did you do it? You never know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I think that's one of the the best pieces of advice I could give too. It's just, and one of our other previous guests, uh, Macy said this as well, it's just the, the worst thing someone can say is no, or, or not respond. It's, you know, but you never get help or you never get that kind of networking if you don't reach out and you don't ask. So I think that's, that's really good advice. Um, okay. For this next, uh, quick part, we like to call this rapid ish fire because it stresses people out too much if we call it just rapid fire and then they get nervous thinking they have to answer really fast. So rapid ish fire. You don't. Yeah. You don't have to answer fast. You can take your time. Uh, but just a couple of fun questions. One question that we ask all of our guests, this being the leading lady club, of course, is we want to know what does being a leading lady mean to you in your life or in your career? What is, what does that mean to you being a leading lady? Um, to me, that is definitely trying to be a good role model. I, we have three girls. Um, yes. Um, and, um, I try my hardest to set a good example for them and show them that you literally can just take an idea and you can make it happen. So we definitely try to harvest any little ideas they have. They help me with authentic books too. So yes, your, Mm -hmm. your boxes are packed by little children as well. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. Um, but yeah, that being a leading lady, I 100% think of my three girls. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I bet you are a wonderful role model for them. Um, and going off of that question, now knowing that that is what you feel being a leading lady means, who are some of the leading ladies in your life? Um, well, I, my mom. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Definitely my mom. My mom. Um, she's a single mom, um, in the military. So definitely moved around a lot, um, served two years in Iraq. So I didn't see her for two years. So, um, just, I don't know the, how the heck she did it. Um, we, you know, have a very close relationship and I don't know, she's always worked more than one job. She's always pushed me to, to be happy, but also try to just strive for more. Um, so yeah, my mom is definitely, um, my role model. Oh gosh, that was a really good one. My mom is my role model too. Um, gosh, I can't imagine though, two, two years apart. That's, um, that's a lot. So thank you both for making that sacrifice. That's really, that's really incredible. Um, all right, moving on to a little bit lighter, my favorite question to ask all of our guests. I don't know why. I have no real reason why this is my favorite. I just think it's really fun to make people think about this. Um, if you could have a dinner party and you could invite three people, living or dead, who would you invite? Um, the first person that comes to mind is Frida. I want <gasps> her sitting right next to me. Yes. Um, I would be extremely intimidated, but yes. That's amazing. Um, oh my goodness. Okay. I would want her to be there. And I would want, I want my grandma to be there because me and her would be like, oh my gosh, Frida's here. Um, <laughs> she's here. <laughs> she's here. Um, and then third would be, um, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Okay. It's just so funny that I choose her because I oddly don't know her name, but I am, I fangirl whenever I see her. Um, the prime minister of New Zealand. What is her name? Do you know oh, her name? oh, yes. Yes. It, 
<laughs> Hold on. Lauren's gonna fact check. Um, I got it. Because I know exactly who she, you're talking I, about. I am obsessed with her. Right. Jacinda Ardern. Jacinda Ardern. Oh She's my goodness. I, I just want to have a conversation with her. Like, oh my, like that is a leading lady right there. Like Absolutely, she like yeah. takes something, Literally. she just does it. Like, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, yes. I would like her to be there as well. <laughs> those are good ones. I like that. She's great. Yeah. yeah. We haven't gotten oh, any of those before. She's really awesome. So I like that one a lot. All right. This one's maybe a little similar, but I wanted to go along with the book theme because I just, I'm glad you're just going to have to indulge my nerding out with you about the whole book thing. So um, do you have a fictional character that you relate to most and why? Oh my goodness. I guess it doesn't have to be from a book. It could be, you know, a movie or TV show or anything, but I was on the book book train of thought. Um, okay. I don't, it's hard for me to say I relate to her only because I've never gone through what she's going through. Mm. Um, but I definitely felt a deep connection with her. Um, did you read, this was our November, I believe, um, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. No. So that was right before I joined. I haven't read that That's on my list. I've heard it's amazing. Um, It's it's kind of slow at the beginning. I think it's slow considering the amount of hype it's gotten. Um, Thankfully, Mm. when I read it, there was no hype. Like I literally, like no one had read it yet because usually I get an Mm. advanced copy. Um, By the end of it, I mean, she's literally forever in my heart. Um, Yes. I, I will say Addie LaRue. I don't want to say anymore. It is a very beautiful, beautiful story. And mm-hmm. that is like a great example of like why I like to read. Because I mean, we spanned over 300 years. We were in Paris. We were in um, Italy. We were in New York. I mean, we were all over the freaking place. And it yeah. was awesome. <laughs> I loved every moment of it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I'm going to have to put that one on my list. Add that to yeah. my vacation read list. <laughs> I love to read, but I'm such a slow reader. And so I feel like my my list of books I want to read is just miles long. And I feel like I never get to all of them because I'm always like trying to catch up. Um, but that one's definitely going on the list now. That's a good answer. All right. Last one of these. Again, with the book theme, I just have to know if you are on a deserted island and you could only read one book for the rest of time, what book would you choose? Oh my goodness. Um, That is a really, really tough one. I am going to go with, I really like Angels and Demons by Dan Brown. Oh, good one. Um, But I also really like, um, oh my goodness, I'm spacing out again. I can see it. I can see it. I put you on the spot, so. Okay, I will stick with that answer. But there was another one that I really, really love that rivals it. And you would think that I would remember. You'll think of it like an hour from now and you'll be sending me an email being yeah. like, I remember. <laughs> be like, I remember it now. Oh, oh, um, um, Dark Matter. Oh. Did you guys that one? No. Okay. No. Read, but read that one before you read Addie LaRue because it's shorter. Okay. But that one, got I got it. Okay. Goodness, I could definitely read that one again. Like, I can't give any. I go in blind. Do not read okay. the description. Just, just don't even reading. know what's going on. 
don't even know. <laughs> no, you're going to okay, be like, cool. whoa, this is a wild ride. It's good. Um, all right. Nice job. You aced it. Honestly, that was great. Most of our guests yeah. are like, um, we're going to have to think a minute, but you killed it. Um, <laughs> all right. The very last thing we are going to have you do, if you don't mind, we have a bit of a recurring segment that we like to call. It's not really a, f- a fancy name. It's just exactly what it is. It's the BuzzFeed quiz of the week. Um, so we find a BuzzFeed quiz inspired by our guests. So let's see. I just put it in the chat. And again, we're just, i you'll have to indulge me. We're very much on the book uh, theme here. Um, but I thought this would be fun. We are going to, let's see, design a library and find out or try to guess your favorite genre to read, which I thought would be kind of fun because I'm sure you have read pretty much all the genres there are to read, uh, <laughs> especially once you started authentic books. So, all right, let's get started. So first, choose a door to walk through. Either a rustic door, simple but elegant double doors, bright door, classy wooden double doors, modern glass door, a rustic wooden door, a medieval door, or a window door. <laughs> it's a lot of options for doors. A window door. Ooh. kind of get a preview of what's coming i know coming up i didn't realize quite how many options this quiz had on each question but that's okay (laughs) we'll breeze through it all right next pick a shelf layout for your first wall either open and well decorated simple but stylish wooden shelves one big cluttered shelf a bookshelf wall clean cut with strong academic vibes simple but bright or grand the bigger the better bookshelf wall yeah bookshelf wall yeah those are so cool i want one in my future dream house has a bookshelf yeah i was gonna say my future imaginary house in the middle of manhattan has a bookshelf wall Uh, (laughs) all right um okay what's one classic book you'll display proudly little women 1984 picture of dorian gray pride and prejudice the great gatsby frankenstein or wuthering heights a great Gatsby original. That is one of my favorite books of all time. <laughs> um, all right. What will seating in your book room look like? There are large comfy chairs near windows, just a soft couch, a pillow nook with tons of blankets, cute chairs, a comfortable space with my pets and plants, a very ornate couch that looks like it could be in <laughs> like an old Victorian home, uh, a sleeker couch with a cute little uh side table and some accoutrement on the table or beanbag chairs comfortable space with my pets and plants love that sorry lauren i picked a quiz where you had to describe pictures again okay. we we swore it's we would okay. stop doing that she's not great for an podcast. audio medium <laughs> but it's fine we're doing great i did an awesome job on this it's fine um okay last question finally what else would you do in your book room besides read of course Either research things I'm interested in, play with my pets, write and escape from reality, extra work from school or my job, watch movies and TV, relax, sleep, or invite friends to hang out there. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, I'm going to go with sleep. That's sleep. a good one. All right, drum roll, please. It says that your favorite genre is contemporary fiction. It says, ah, I don't know what to say about this one. As long as it's realistic, you love it. It may seem boring to others, but it's your cup of tea and that's all that matters. 
Is okay. that true? I think thriller, but thriller. Yes. Yeah. I was about to say, you're probably just like so well read across pretty much every genre there is. So <laughs> by this time, you're probably an expert in all of them. That's great. Mm -hmm. I love it. Love a good contemporary fiction. You know, it's it's a little vague, mm -hmm. but it's it's great. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. So much fun. Well, thank you again, Natisha, so much for joining us. It has been such a joy to chat with you mm -hmm. and learn more about mm -hmm. your company. Um, will you tell everyone where they can find follow or support you and authentic books? Yes. Um, so our website is authenticbooks.com. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram um, at authentic books. And we do have a Facebook page. Uh, I believe it is authentic books. Co. I don't know. Oh. You will see us. We are on there. <laughs> Amazing. Perfect. I love it. Well, everyone go follow them, support them, subscribe if uh, if any of these amazing things that we've talked about sounds interesting to you. And I promise you will not be disappointed as Authentic Books number one fan spokeswoman right here. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us. We've had such a fun time chatting with you and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Oh. Lauren, do you love an her? She's so sweet. She's amazing. So I just feel like I've been fangirling from afar yeah. for a while now. So it was really nice to finally like officially meet her, even virtually, yeah. and just chat with her. And she's so cool. I mean, I she's knew so she cool. would be. I knew any woman who started such an amazing company in the middle of a pandemic with three kids at home had to be a pretty like awesome strong female but uh yeah. it was pretty cool to talk to her yeah i love her whole like non-traditional approach to running a business because mm -hmm. people have been running businesses the same forever and obviously it's working but maybe something else could work better and i love that she doesn't have the experience with that necessarily but she's like screw it i'm gonna jump right in and do it i just think that that's very admirable yeah she's so cool what an inspiration truly um should we tell everyone what books we're currently reading in honor of authentic books and in honor yes, of Letitia. We should. I'm reading so many books. Oh yeah. You always do that. I can't do that as much as you can, um, yeah. but that's okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so like I said in the intro, Lauren and I are both big book nerds. So we're pretty much always uh, reading something. Lauren always usually more than one something, um, but I am currently reading my most recent authentic books. Uh, book that I received. Authentic books book. Authentic books book. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's called Malibu Rising. Ooh, and it's that's by, on my list. Yes. It's by Taylor Jenkins Reid, who also wrote um, Daisy Jones and the Six, which is obviously a very popular book. And I believe they're turning that into a TV series, which is exciting. Fun. I should read um, that book first. Yeah. I should also read that. I haven't read that either. But um, yeah, it's really good so far. I'm about halfway through and um, I really love it. So definitely would recommend. And I'm also actually, I don't normally do this, but I am actually reading more than one book at the same time right now. <laughs> I'm also reading Be Your Own Producer, or I guess it's hashtag BYOP, Be Your Own Producer by Ashley Kate Adams, who Ooh. is uh, a friend of a friend and has, has become a, a friend that I have met and worked with a time or two. And she's a really amazing actor and producer in New York City. Um, so yeah, it's a really cool book just about how she kind of learned to go from simply just an actor and singer and dancer to also like producing and making and writing her own work. So I, that's cool. something I'm interested in as well. So I've been really enjoying that. So shout out to Ashley Kate. Um, and yeah, what are you reading? 
So I'm only reading two books right now. Oh, Thank you very wow. much. I'm proud of you. I did used to read like when I was especially in like middle school and high school, I would read like five books at a time because I have a very short attention span, but I like reading. So if I want to read for a long time, I have to read multiple things. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm only reading two books right now. And one of them is an audiobook, So I'm just listening to it. The audiobook is Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson, because the book oh. I just finished was about like, it was a sci-fi book about space. And I wanted to learn a little bit more about space. So I'm learning about astrophysics in a very abridged version. Wow. Um, and then the other book I'm reading is One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. She wrote uh, Red, Red, White, and Royal Blue, which is one of my very favorite books. Mm-hmm. This is her new book that just came out a couple weeks ago. It is great. So far, I'm about a little more than halfway done with it. Uh, it's about 20-somethings living in New York. There's oh. love. There's romance. There's fighting against gentrification there's drag queens there's time travel it really has everything you could possibly want oh in it, and my. it's amazing wow. it's also hilarious so highly recommend so far that sounds like a trip yeah gotta, it's really fun let's put that on my list too very, very all right good. so there you go that's what we're reading um let us know maybe if you listen to this episode let us know maybe post an insta story and tag us tell us what you're reading or send us a dm or whatnot we'd love to hear what you're reading too because you know just a couple of book nerds over here. We're big book girls. It's true. Um, you know who else is a big book nerd? Our Shahana girl, Gosh. Shahana Ghosh, who is here with us again today. We're so excited to hear what she's going to talk with us about today. We're going to gonna see what she has up her sleeve for us this week. So let's do it. Should we bring her in? Let's do it. Here it is. It's Shahana's Shahana Soapbox. Soapbox. Hi, Shahana. Welcome back. We're happy to see you. So what are we talking about today? Hello, hello. I was inspired by Naomi Osaka and her choice to set a boundary for her mental health. I um, really admire her choice and am really disappointed in the tennis community um, for not fully supporting her from the onset when she said that she wanted to take a break from news media for her mental health. I think it's appalling that especially when she stated it was for her mental health, it wasn't taken more seriously. Um, And I really find it so important, especially as someone who has often teetered onto the side of, okay, I will do things for the sake of others, even if it is at detriment to me. I think it's so important to see someone in the public eye set those boundaries and see that this is normal. This should be normal. We should be encouraging people to say, actually, I don't have the bandwidth to do that right now. Yeah. Especially as women, I feel like tend to be the ones who are always kind of taking things on and and saying yes to everything and feeling like they can't really say no to everything and so yeah I definitely think it's super important to be able to set those boundaries and be like look like either I'm too busy or I mentally can't handle that right now and not feel guilty about it because like I am trying to get better about that too because I am also someone who will just always want I just always want to help people um and anytime I have to say no, even if it's for like a legit reason, I like feel bad about it. And it it sucks. It's just, you know, something that's kind of ingrained in you that it would agree would be good to kind of try to unlearn. 
yeah. and set boundaries for yourself. What do you think, Shahana, about the people? Like, I've heard a lot of people say, like, this is literally basically half of her job. Like, basically, if you're a professional athlete, like, your job is to play the sport and then it's to talk to the media. Like, that's pretty much it. Those, like, the two sides of it. So what about the people who are, like, I get it, it's your mental health, but also you have to, like, do your job. Like, what if you as a teacher were, like, it affects my mental health to work on Mondays. I can't work for Mondays for the rest of the year. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's an extreme example, but what do you think about that to the point that it's like, yes, we have to take care of our mental health, but we also have to like show up and do our jobs. Like where's the balance in that? Do you think? That's totally fair. So I think that's where the word boundary is important. It's not a complete stop. It's her just saying at this time, it's not something I'm capable of doing. It's not her saying that I'm never going to do it again. I also think what would have been really wonderful to see is if there were a way to do it on her terms, Mm -hmm. where it was maybe reporters submit questions to her and they get voice recordings back or a video or a Zoom call, something that it felt like it was our way or nothing. And I am making an assumption here that she would probably be comfortable making some sort of compromise, but it seems like that wasn't even allowed. It was, you do the interviews or you, or you don't play. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not completely eliminating whatever it is that you're setting the boundary for. It's just having a limit and knowing where that limit is and then figuring out what to do when you hit that limit. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's very important. It's a very good point. And we talked about Naomi on the podcast recently too. So what a relevant point you brought up. Nice job, Shahana. It's almost like you listen to the podcast or something. Wow. <laughs> I do. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? So crazy. <laughs> or, you know, it's support your friends. Yeah. Or like, it's almost like we're all young, informed women who pay attention to what's happening in the news. Crazy. <laughs> wild we all know what's happening in the world um all right shahana you're the best thank you for joining us and bringing us another good hot topic conversation to get started we really appreciate it and we hope to have you back soon bye wow i literally love that she talked about naomi osaka when a we talked about her a couple weeks ago on the podcast and then b we also talked about her and like other female olympians in our intro today it's almost like we planned it gosh she's so timely and so (laughs) relevant that so relevant so (laughs) trendy she's so trendy and up to date um just love that about her always bringing us those fresh hot takes um, and, you know, I think it's great when, like, something has happened in the news, maybe even a couple weeks pass, and then she brings it up to us and kind of furthers and continues that conversation, I think, is always good. So thank you for being with us, Shahana. You're the best. All right. I think that just about does it for us today. Warren, do you want to tell the people where they can find us? Of course. You can find us on Instagram at Leading Lady Club. You can also find us at our website, leadingladyclub.com. We post all of our podcasts there and also everywhere else you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the others that I still haven't learned the name of, but one day I'll remember them. One day. Uh, You can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice little review telling us how great we are. You can also subscribe to us everywhere to make sure you never miss us talking about whatever it is we decide to talk about this week. (laughs) How... 
how could you miss that? How could you, you miss? You would never want to miss a second of us just, of us talking, just about life. Ch- talking about whatever feels right <laughs> whatever in the moment. we feel that, that week. That week. All yeah. right, everyone. Well, speaking of that, we will be back here again next Monday. So we hope you will join us. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your Monday and rest of your week. And hey, 4th of July coming up. Everybody have a great 4th Ooh. of July weekend. Stay safe. Have fun. Go America. Good job. Blow some stuff up and eat a hot dog. Call it a day. Get your vaccine if you haven't. That's Get a good your way. vaccine if you haven't. Good way to celebrate America's uh, independence. And Indeed. then join us back here next week. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye. This one is straight from our girl Molly Donovan. I actually stole this from her. Have I ever told you that? Ooh, did you no. know? That, oh no! Breaking news! Breaking news! This was her joke, but then I moved I to New York and no one knew her, so I was like, "Well, now it's my joke, and no one will ever know." Except I just. But now I know the truth. What does a dad buffalo say to his child when he leaves for work? What? Bye, son. Good <laughs>